This is JimPinto.com, e-news number 307, 19th of October 2012. This e-news is read by Jim's text-to-speech robot, McJimbo, or McJimbot, if you prefer. As usual, there are five items and three feedbacks in this issue of e-news. Item 1. The 3D printing revolution is here. 3D printing is now reaching the inflection point when it is moving from sophisticated early adopters to people who just want to print something in 3D for the obvious benefits. It won't be used for everything. The big idea is that it provides the choice between customization and mass production. If you injection mold for production in a factory the old-fashioned way, the initial tooling will cost $10,000 but it will cost just pennies for the raw material and machine time for churning out copies. On a 3D printer, the first printed product will cost just $20, but there are no economies of scale. Many products actually make more sense in small batches, not millions. Practically every consumer item you own has been prototyped on a 3D printer. Up to about a couple of decades ago, the only option was handcrafting the prototype. Today digital fabricators can bring automated processes and provide near-perfect quality for small batches. With conventional manufacturing, the more complicated a product is and the more changes you make, the more it costs. But with digital fabrication, it's the reverse. Variety is free. It costs the same to make every product different, or to make them all the same. Complexity is free. An intricate product, with many fiddly little components can be 3D printed as cheaply as a plain block of plastic. Flexibility is free. Changing a product after production has started means just a simple software tweak. The whole 3D printing process is almost magical to watch. The beauty is that you don't need to know how the machines do their work or how to optimize toolpaths. Software figures all that out. Just like with inexpensive 2D printers, you don't have to think about how your 3D printer works, only what you want to produce with it. People make jewelry, geometric brain teasers, sculptures. Children ask for strange toys, and they can be conjured up before their eyes, first on the screen and then in the real world. Once you have a design on your computer, you can prototype a single copy on your desktop fabricator, or upload it to a commercial manufacturing service and produce thousands. Essentially, you print local on your home 3D printer, and print global with soon-to-be widely available cloud manufacturing services. So far, HP, Epson, and other 2D printing giants have been content either to license technology or focus just on high-end professional printers. But it won't be long until consumer volume becomes big enough. In the next few years, the market will be ready for mainstream 3D printers that will cost $99 and sold by the millions at Walmart and Costco. Item 2. Technology Megatrends. Four megatrends are shaping the technology future, genetics, robotics, artificial intelligence, nanotech. Complicating this technology shift are the emerging global middle class, environmental challenges, global warming, water scarcity. Occupied with today's busyness, most of us tend to think that outlandish future possibilities are far out. But I remind myself, my grandchildren will still be in their teens when these things emerge. Two new books outline the revolutions that will occur in the next decade. Our molecular future, and, forbidden gates, 
they discuss the exponential changes that are about to be wrought by the coming genetic, nanotechnology and robotic revolutions. Genetics research includes, among other things, rewriting human DNA and combining man with beasts, developing live non-humans to perform work that humans don't want or cannot do. Leaps forward in computing power will fuel artificial intelligence and will create robots capable of independent thought, emotional response and reproduction, producing what effectively is a new species, robo-sapiens. One supposes that we'll need to redefine what it means to be human to deal with issues of robot rights. On the bright side, computing power will jump to almost unimaginable levels, bringing hitherto undreamed of capacities to transform our environment and ourselves. How will this help us cope with climate changes, earthquakes, and other extreme natural threats? What will happen to jobs, healthcare, and investments when these revolutions arrive? Item 3. Pricing to win. The price of a service or product is based on three basic costs, direct materials, labor, and overhead. After these costs are determined, a price must then be selected that will be both profitable and competitive. Setting pricing is not an easy process. The traditional four P's of marketing, product, price, place and promotion, is fairly well known and practiced. The second P, price, is something many have difficulty figuring out. It requires clear knowledge of competition and keen awareness of relative strengths and weaknesses. Offering the lowest price puts the seller in a weak position. You have to avoid being the lowest bidder by considering the following. Competitive analysis is not just about looking at competitors' pricing. Look at their entire offering and consider your company's competitive advantages. Are there any value-added services and benefits included? Consider the maximum price. Determine the high and low limits. Compare fabs, features, advantages, benefits that are being offered. Consider price elasticity. Low elastic demands usually depends on limited competition, and customers who are not accustomed to seeking the lowest price. Offer additional valuable fabs which can attract the customer. Hey, read my article, never, never be the lowest bidder. This, together with the YouTube video with the same title, continues to get lots of hits on my website. And, it has been published around the world. Item 4. Poverty in America. The U.S. Census Bureau reported that 2.6 million more Americans slipped into poverty last year, and the 36.2 million people living below the official poverty line was the highest number in the 52 years the Bureau has been publishing figures. The Census Bureau's findings were worse than many economists expected. This brings into sharp relief the painful declines of the financial crisis and recession. Among rich countries the U.S. is exceptional in the tolerance of poverty. The latest edition of UNICEF's report on child poverty shows that the U.S. ranks second highest out of 35 developed countries. 23% of U.S. children live in poverty. Only Romania ranks higher. In 2010, 20.5 million Americans were living on less than half of the federal poverty level. Families like this go to food pantries and raise tomatoes in pots. Some often are down to peanut butter sandwiches at the end of the month. Some are in isolation in dark houses and dangerous city neighborhoods. Most of our politicians have absolutely no idea how to fix the economic disaster that we are continuing to create.
Americans are treated to endless media coverage of leaders from both political parties proclaiming that the primary reason that we are in the midst of such an economic mess is because of what the other political party has done. Do you really want to know who is to blame? The political polarization comes from these arguments. The Republicans say that if we just give the rich more tax cuts, it will trickle down and make everyone's life better. But this theory has been tried, but for enough doesn't work. The Democrats keep pushing to help the poor, but that simply means more deficits, which postpones disaster. As committed individuals, we need to really think about this problem. What can I do to help the poor and disadvantaged in my own backyard? Item 5. Female Discrimination in America Many Americans are suffering under the delusion that women in America have achieved equality. It's a feel-good illusion. We watch Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton and UN Ambassador Susan Rice proudly, and believe that America has come far. But it's just an equality mirage. Consider these statistics. Women hold 17% of the seats in the U.S. Congress. Abortion is legal, but more than 85% of U.S. counties have no providers. Women workers everywhere are paid only about 76% of men's pay in equivalent jobs. Women make up the majority of Americans living in poverty. In Iraq and Afghanistan, women serving in the military are more likely to be raped by a fellow soldier than killed by enemy fire. Only 14.7% of our corporate board seats in the Fortune 500 list are occupied by women. Only one in nine have a woman on their board. Women oversee 83% of direct consumer spending, own half of all public stock, and make up more than 50% of the talent pool. But, they are still unequal. Despite gains over the years, women are still being raped, trafficked, violated and discriminated against, not in other parts of the world, but right here in America. Feminists continue to fight gender injustices, but most people think those are exceptions. It's an epidemic of sexism. So where's the outrage? As usual, there are three feedbacks in this issue of e-news. Feedback 1. Michael Deng from China writes that his country is not as strong as people think. The whole world is talking about the rising China and the impact it brings, as if the Western world does not know how to accommodate the rising Eastern dragon. As a Chinese, I wish that this above scenario is true. However, in my opinion China has a long way to go to be a threat to US or other developed nations. While young generations aspire to be innovative and struggle for their entrepreneur dreams, the comprehensive environment in China does not support long-term development of an enterprise, especially for private companies. The recent trend is increasing middle-class immigration to other countries. This is demonstrated by quite a few enterprise owners selling their companies for cash. Let's take an example in the automation industry. A local private automation company, named Xinhua, grew up well during year 1995 to 2002 in China. They had a very strong impact on the DCS market which, at that time, was dominated by foreign automation giants such as Honeywell, Westinghouse, Yokogawa, G, etc. To the surprise of many, Xinhua was sold to GE in 2003, and now the company name has almost disappeared from the market. Another example is the increasing number of people who are planning to leave this country. Many of them are young and smart entrepreneurs. 
they regard China as an exciting market rather than the land for enterprise. Healthy and long-term enterprise is the foundation for a nation to keep competitive. It is a big challenge for China to face. Feedback 2. My old friend Roger Love ran each of these insightful comments. Roger wrote, The emerging India-China production miracle is not a zero-sum game with the West, but it is a rising financial tide that will lift some boats much more than others. A global community where some members double in wealth while others increase tenfold, will not lead to peaceful coexistence. The level playing field worldview of firebrand liberals will little tolerate anything less than level results. This, I fear, is where success creates its own nemesis. I hope humans are brighter than that. But I see little evidence of it. Feedback 3. John Gardner worries about the graying of the automation industry. John wrote, I will have been in 30 countries this year since 1st of January. The common thread around the globe is people, 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 with the right skills, experience, and willingness to make a difference using technology as an enabler to change work processes and the behavior of operations teams at the sites and in projects to create meaningful business results. The graying of the automation industry comes at a time when we have a huge upturn of demand for energy projects from shale oil slash gas in North America to coal seams, methane, offshore gas and LNG production in Australia, just to name a few. Demand for strong skilled automation professionals is at a perceived all-time high. Well, that's this issue of e-news. Please send us your feedback. Send your email to Jim at jimpinto.com. Thank you for listening.